0: The following is paid commercial programming. Third party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor, statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008, referred to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 20 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money, the, in skies the, money. the skies old are sunny, you are through. You've done us wrong. An old man recession, you are through, you have done us wrong. Well, hello, hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We're going to talk about the stock market. We talk about the bond market, estate planning, income taxes, Social Security, cash flow during retirement, you name it, we talk about it and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week is no exception because we have an absolutely boring show for you lined up. So I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. (laughs) (laughs) What, Jack? It's a joke. No, this show is going to be incredibly interesting, very entertaining, and I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. But before we go through, uh, before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am uh, Ken Moray, the host of Money Matters with Ken Moray. Thank you, Jack. And I am the founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. I love it. And I really do. And if uh, if you are over 50, retired or retiring soon, then we would love to meet you and see if we can help you. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, so if you'll avail yourself of that, it would be great. Okay. So um, let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, in our first segment, you may recall that when Bill Clinton ran for president, uh, low those many years ago, um, it, the, uh, the slogan or, or their internal slogan was, it's the economy stupid, right? They kept reminding uh, Bill Clinton that anybody tries, tries to take you off the economy, go back to it. So it's the economy stupid. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase that or reword it and say it's the government stupid. And what I mean by that is it's the government that is driving a lot of what is happening in the markets. And I want to explain that to you and tell you the risks and rewards that I see coming. And so we'll have that for you in our first segment. Now, also, this week, we're going to have a checklist to get ready for retirement. So if you're uh, within five years of retirement, then I have a checklist for you. We're going to go over seven things that you should think about uh, uh, to get yourself ready for retirement. Okay, so we'll have that. And then as we do every week, we're going to have our social security strategies. And this week, we're going to continue with some... uh, 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 strategies for married couples. So if you're, if you're a married couple and you're thinking about how and when and all that, we'll hopefully help you with that and give you some examples that you can learn from and uh, hopefully help you in that. And then also, one of the things that I think is very important is to know your opponent, know your enemy. You know, when you go into battle or if you go into a sporting uh, contest or anything like that, or even in business, you, you, the more you know about your opponent, the more you know about who you're in competition with or your enemy, uh, the more able you are, in my opinion, to address those risks, to prepare yourself for it and hopefully to, to beat that. And in my view, in our view as our firm, one of the biggest threats that you face to your financial security is a bear market. And, you know, in the past, we've had bear markets like the Great Depression, where the, the Dow went down over 80% and took 25 years to recover. You have Y2K in 2008. I'm sure some of you may remember that. So these bear markets can be a terrible enemy or, uh, to your retirement and your ability to stay retired. So what I want to do this week with you, I'm calling that segment Know Thine Enemy. Okay, so we're going to go through 10 things that you should know about bear markets. What are they? How do they exhibit? All that kind of stuff. So, you know, the enemy. All right. So we'll have that for you. And you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me! Oh, don't you dare stop me, because do we stop right there? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before, and therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And that's the part of the show where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about the Family Limited Partnership, which is an FLP for short, or a FLIP. And on this show, we give a flip. And so we're going to talk about the Family Limited Partnership, which is a way that potentially you could protect yourself from lawsuits. You can discount the amount of taxes your family will pay when they inherit from you. So it's got a lot of benefits, and we want to talk about what they are. And we'll have that for you at about 10 till. So we have a show that is chock full of great information, and uh, I think it won't be boring at all. I think it'll be entertaining and educational. Now, before we dive in, um, this is actually an important anniversary for me, and uh, I actually got into the financial services business 32 years ago. Did you know that, Jack? That's, this is, uh, it was August of 1988. <laughs> I was 12 at the time, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm actually, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of an exciting thing, and I can tell you it's been 32 years, and I have to say it's the 26 happiest years of my life. so anyway no no I'm kidding I have loved every minute of it and you know people ask me are you going to retire Ken when are you going to retire I have uh, friends who have retired or contemplating it I'm like no I'm not I I, you know it's not work if you love what you do and uh, there's an expression in Texas that says you know I'm going to die with my boots on and uh, that's me I hope to be like Warren Buffett. I hope to be able to keep doing what I love into my 80s and maybe even my 90s. So anyway, let's talk about it's the government stupid, okay? So right now, as we look into the future, you know, we're, we're trying to assess what the risks are to the stock market, what the risks are to the bond market, and therefore to our investments and, and our client portfolios. And so the two components are different. The stock market is different from the bond market. And the bond market is far, far bigger than the stock market. Most people don't know that, but the bond market is massively bigger than the stock market. It's, it's, it's uh, I don't know what order it is, but it's, it's at least three or four times bigger. So the bond market. What is that? Well, those are loans, essentially. Okay, so those are loans. So uh, the bond market, in many ways, is is uh, where mortgages reside. It's where uh, you know uh, car loans and credit cards uh, and uh, all you know all that kind of stuff. And also the government lending and you know, borrowing, should I say, all those are loans. Uh, and, and when you lend somebody money, you have essentially issued a bond. okay So when you lend somebody money, uh, when you borrow money, I mean, you've issued a bond and you owe them interest. So you pay them interest. The person that's lending the money is issuing the bond. Now, that side of the equation, which is the bigger side of the market equation, is essentially backed up by the Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve uh, Chairman, Jerome Powell, said that they will spend as much money as it takes. They've already spent uh, 2 or $3 trillion at this point. And you know the older thing about a billion here, a billion there, and pretty soon you're talking real money? I think we should change that. A trillion here, a trillion there, and now you're talking real money. But anyway, so... The Federal Reserve has said that they're not going to let the banking system, the mortgage system, the, you know, the, the loan system, the bond market, they're not going to let that fall if they can help it. And they have the ability, ladies and gentlemen, to put as much money into the system as they deem appropriate. Literally 30 trillion, 50 trillion, 100 trillion. There's no limit to what the, the, the Fed can do. They, they have that mandate. So on, the, on that side, it's up to the Fed, and the Fed has said that they will do that, and until they change that, I think that we're, we should feel relatively safe on that side. So let's talk about the stock market side. So the stock market side is driven historically and, and normally by profits. Right, Meaning that if companies are making a profit or we anticipate that they will grow and make a profit someday, then we invest in them. And if we, if a lot of people want to buy that stock, then it generally makes it go up in value. And so the stock market, to a great degree, is driven by profits. So who's supporting profits right now? Well, it's the Democrats and the Republicans in Congress, which we hope, and uh, as I record this, we don't have a deal yet, but um, hopefully they will come to a deal because the money that they're giving to the consumers is money consumers are using to buy things with, and so far the consumer has held up actually pretty well. In the pandemic. Why? Because the the last study I saw is that, uh, you know, the uh, people who are receiving the unemployment benefits and the $600 a week or were, they were getting more money unemployed than they were getting while they were working. So their ability to spend is still there. Now, the problem, of course, is they're quarantined. They're all locked down in their houses. So they're not spending like they did before. But they're still able to spend online and buy food and pay their mortgage and all that kind of stuff. So that's keeping profits relatively stable, and that's why the stock market has gone up. Our view is that if a, if a vaccine comes along and people are allowed to go back and do stuff that they like doing, then all the, the, the pent-up dollars that people have because they can't spend – there, there, there may be a big spending spree and a catapult of the economy and, therefore, the stock market behind that. So right now, we do have a positive view. Now, of course, the elections are coming, and uh, that's something to consider. But right now, the stock market doesn't seem to be concerned about the election. We'll keep you posted on that. Okay. So that's the overall picture, generally bullish, probably next year if we have a vaccine, a big rise that's, uh, we, that we see. And so— <laughs> So what do you do? Well, having said that, we believe that you should be cautiously optimistic. You should be uh, invested to the degree that is risk appropriate for you. And then also in our view, you should have a protection strategy because at any time, the stock market, the bond market can decide to fall like a stone despite what I just said. And having a game plan to address that is something I think that is incumbent upon anybody who is within five years of retirement or is already retired. So if that's you, if you're in that 10 year period, we'd love to meet you and see if we can help. You and uh, we have seminars coming up uh, that are virtual. You can attend them from the comfort of your home, and I'd like you to attend if you'd like. They are they're they're at no charge. They're virtual and they're live and they're called. Uh, we have a retirement planning seminar during the coronavirus uh, next week. So if you go to our website at rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com, you can sign up for that. We've had thousands of people attend those here in the last few months, and I'd encourage you to be one of those and see if it helps you. It's uh, rpoa.com for the retirement planning during the coronavirus seminar. Okay. Uh, all right. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna have our checklist on getting ready for retirement. So, stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken (laughs) Morayf. Why, thank you, Jack. I am a founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that is you, then we would love to meet you and see if we can help you. Our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And uh, we have two goals for our clients. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And then secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And so everything that we do is geared around delivering on those two things. And uh, so one of the things that I think is important is to have a game plan for uh, leading into retirement, because if you have that, then I think that it'll help towards that peace of mind and all the rest of that stuff. Okay, There's so, no doubt about it. So, what? A, no doubt about it. So, now I want to go over seven things on a checklist that you might want to consider when you are contemplating retiring. So, number one on the list uh, is decide where you plan to live. And, uh, you know, particularly with the pandemic, I think a lot of people have rethunk where they are going to live. A lot of people are not going back into the big cities uh, for working or whatever it is. They want to get out. A lot of the the markets, uh, you know, the real estate markets in Colorado and places like that are on fire right now. It's like everybody wants to go hide in the mountains and get away from the virus. So, deciding where you're going to live is very important from the standpoint of. You know, your cost of living, how much it costs you to live is, a, is an extremely important component of the planning we do for you if you were a client. And so where you live has a big impact on that. If you're going to live in the city, it's probably going to be more expensive than if you live out in the country, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, taxes may be different, et cetera. All right, the second thing is uh, what will you do when you are retired? okay and uh, a lot of times we, we counsel clients to actually do a dry run you know just have a pretend uh, thing take uh, take some time off and uh, pretend that you're retired and do and do what you want okay and see what it's like but uh, what will you do? have a game plan for that because if you don't have a game plan for that then suddenly you're retired and now you got you don't even know what you're gonna do with the rest of your life and it, it can be psychologically not good if you're not if you don't do that Um Next is, we believe that if you are retired, so should your debt be retired. How very interesting. It is very interesting. And so if you have any debt, cars, social, uh, uh, credit cards, uh, mortgages, all that kind of stuff, uh, put together a game plan because we like our clients, if it's at all possible, to have no debt when they retire. And that makes you very, very uh, how do I put the word uh, safe from the vagaries of the market and that kind of thing? If you have no debt, then you know if if uh, your investments don't do well, your cost of living is up to you, right? A lot of your expenditures you can choose not to travel, you can choose not to go play golf. You know, a lot of your your expenses become variable, and you can live on very little if you had to. So have no debt. Number four, consider cutting down. On your risk. One of the things that we look at and our philosophy of investing includes uh, one of our principles is we want you to take the least amount of risk that you can take and still accomplish your goals. Okay, that's what we want. So as you approach retirement, start thinking about how you can become more conservative, preserving what you have, etc. Number five, consider what income you can expect, right? So this is the exercise of looking at what sources of income will you have while you are retired? because you won't have wages, but you may have a pension, social security, uh, you know, uh, real estate income. I have a client who has a rich uncle that, that sends her money. If you have that, good for you. <laughs> yep, got the cash register going. You know, I bet there's a lot of people that hear that sound and they don't know what that is, Jack. <laughs> so uh, next is make sure you consider healthcare. Okay, uh, you know, are there adequate facilities nearby? That's an important consideration. Uh, You know, as you get older, unfortunately, it's a fact of life that, uh, you know, your body has uh, needs from a medical standpoint that uh, may arise. And so knowing what your health care and whatever else is around is important. Now, uh, also consider your expenses. You know, not just your income, but the sources of your expenses. And that's actually a a difficult exercise, but one that we walk through with people when we do that. We help you to determine what are you going to need in terms of money, or or rather, what are your expenses going to be that we need to cover? So we want to go through the whole list with you, and we call that a retirement cash flow plan. And uh, if you come in to visit with one of our retirement planners, we'll sit down with you and help you to walk through building your retirement cash flow plan. And then last but not least, um, apply for Social Security early, three months early. Okay, don't wait for the last second. It'll delay your benefits in in some cases. So um, you'd want to look at making the decisions with regard to when and how you're going to take Social Security and all of that in advance of when the time comes. So you have to get that all ready in our view. Now, all of this, I'd like to say, we can help you with if you'd like and you can avail yourself of that by simply going to our website it's rpoa.com and if you click if you click on meet with an advisor then what we'll do is we'll schedule a time to sit down with you virtually and uh, we'll go through pretty much everything I just said and and more because <laughs> everybody's different and you certainly are different than everybody else and you have uh, certain situations that uh, we have to customize our, our thinking just for you. And so we wanna help you to build a retirement cash flow plan and take into account your income, your expenses and all the stuff I just talked about and, and build that plan for you. And we wanna do it for you at no charge or obligation. Okay, so um, we'll visit with you and if we can help you, that is fantastic. And if we cannot, then we'll tell you that too, okay? There's no charge or obligation either way, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I think it is too. And so please take advantage of that. It's uh, our website, retirementplannersofamerica.com, R-P-O-A dot com. Now, also, if you go to our website, you can uh, podcast this show. You can subscribe to it. Um, those of you living in California, we are uh, encouraging you to podcast the show, subscribe to it, so you can listen to it whenever you want. But of course, everybody can do that. Um, also, we have videos on a variety of retirement planning uh, strategies and topics on our website. We have uh, white papers you can read. We have uh, articles. And uh, we have all kinds of information that I think would benefit you if you are in the retirement planning mode. And, you know, our view is that the five years before you retire and the five years after you retire, that 10-year period is the single most important period of your entire financial life. And that's because no matter how well you did leading up to that 10 years, if you mess it up really badly during those 10 years, it's going to significantly impact your ability to enjoy the retirement that you want after that. So we want to help you to get through that decade. Uh, many of you right now have uh, lost your jobs or have uh, you know been furloughed and all that kind of stuff. We want to help you to look at the packages that your company has offered you. And if we can do that for you, we want to do that as well uh, and bridge the gap between now and your retirement and help you build that plan as well. So we have lots of resources. We want to help you. Our website is rpoa.com, RetirementPlannersOfAmerica.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about social security strategies for married couples. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken morayfe This is Money Matters with Ken morayfe And of course, I am your host, Ken morayfe <laughs> Thank you, Jack, and I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so we work primarily with people who are over 50 who are retired or retiring soon, and if you're in that demographic, we think you are the most wonderful people in the whole wide world. Yes, and so uh, we'd love to see if we can help you with your retirement planning. We have two goals for our clients. One is we want your money to last as long as you do, and secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And if we can accomplish those two things, then we've done a good thing, and we feel really good about ourselves. And so uh, our website is rpoa.com. And uh, you know, Financial Times named our financial advisory firm one of the top three hundred registered investment advisors, actually for the third time. Wow. Wow. Yes, and we're very proud of that, of course. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. We know that. And so, therefore, all you clients, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this is the part of the show where we talk about social security strategies. And uh, this week, and by the way, if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the air, you can send me your questions. My uh, email address is ken at uh, rpoa.com, and uh, I'll endeavor to answer your questions, okay? Um, so, let me uh, go to this one. My wife is not covered by Social Security. She is older than me and would collect spousal benefit only. Okay, so that means that uh, she would be able to collect on his but not on her own. Can my wife collect spousal benefit when I am 62 with the understanding that her benefit would be further reduced since I'm under the age of 66? Okay, is it even an option? Would she have to wait until I'm 66 to file? Okay, so she can't file for a spousal benefit until you file for your benefit, okay? So that's the first thing. Your spouse cannot collect half of yours or any part of yours until you've actually started collecting yourself, okay? So you could file at age 62, but that would leave you with a permanently reduced benefit, which I don't know that I would recommend, and it would reduce her survivor benefit, okay? That's the other thing. Upon your death— She would collect your your Social Security or or hers, whichever is the higher. But since she's not eligible for Social Security, yours would be the higher. And if you've gotten a lower benefit to start with, you're leaving her with a lower benefit in the event of your death. So keep in mind that it would not reduce her spousal benefit, as you suggested in, in your question. Okay, so her spousal benefit doesn't get reduced. It's just. Uh, 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 as you ask, okay? So the spousal benefit is based on the amount you would have received had you waited until you were 66. So it's got nothing to do with how old you are when you uh, uh, apply for it, okay? So, and only her survivor benefit will be reduced. And you know what? It's unfortunate, but... The lower earner is, in your example, the older spouse, and there's nothing we can do about that. We can't reverse your ages. (laughs) Okay, so let's go to a a short question here. So I am uh, 66, have been on Social Security disability since 2008. Uh, The current amount I am receiving is $2,363. What number would we use when doing spousal planning? Okay, my wife is still working. Her social security amount would be 1915 when she's 66. Okay, so what you would do is you would use your 2363 for your that you're getting to determine how much she'll get. Okay, so it's based on yours, not on hers. She can get half of yours while she's working and not get the clawback, and she can let her benefit continue to increase until she's 70. That's a huge benefit. And the clawback is that if you're under 66 and you collect, they can take back Social Security from you. So that's a big, big deal there. Okay, So she can let her benefit grow until she's 70 and not get the clawback. So one of the things that uh, you know, I often say on this show is that Social Security is extremely complicated. And I think that if, if, you were, if you do this without the help of somebody who's been trained in the matter, I believe that you will most likely not make the best decision, okay? Now oh, you, I'm so scared. <laughs> so we, we put all of our uh, retirement planners through a rigorous uh, training program with Social Security every year. And, you know, I go through it myself, and I can tell you, if I didn't go through that every year, I would be totally confused. It's like you have to keep doing it over and over and over just to anchor it and to be, and to understand it. It's like the tax laws. You know, if you Just a CPA knows more about the tax laws, I would think, than somebody who's taking it up on their own and decide to do their own taxes. So it's complicated, and I would encourage you to talk with somebody that, that has that training. Now, our people have that. We, we Our retirement planners are... Uh, are ready and able to help you with that. Now remember, if you visit with one of our people, we don't wanna only talk with you about social security. We wanna talk about the entire picture of your retirement plan. We wanna build a budget for you. We wanna build a a social security strategy, an income tax strategy, an estate planning strategy to leave stuff to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. So we wanna look at the, the entire picture and through all of that, help you to build a plan. And do that. I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank you. Well, you're very welcome. And we want to do that for you at no charge or obligation, which is even better than that, Jack. And uh, if we can help you, that's so wonderful. And if we can't, we'll tell you that too. So there's no charge or obligation either way. You can avail yourself of that by going to our website, rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. Now, I also want to tell you, we have Medicare seminars coming up here this next week. And I want you to go to that if you're in the Medicare age uh, and you're thinking about that. Uh, these seminars are designed for you. And they are Live. They're virtual, and uh, they're on our website also, so you can register for that on our website, rpoa.com. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Know Thine Enemy, so stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and, of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Why, thank you, Jack. I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. (laughs) And this is our firm. We specialize in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that is you, we would love to meet you and see if we can help you. Our website is rpoa.com, and we have two goals for our clients. The first one being we want you to have financial peace of mind. We want to worry about all this uh, boring financial stuff so that you don't have to. And then secondly, we want your money to last as long as you do. Okay, So we want to be uh, thinking about how to preserve your money and support the lifestyle that you want for the rest of your life. And we call your retirement your second childhood without parental supervision. Okay, We want you to go play and have fun and enjoy. Now, of course, right now, you're, you're grounded. <laughs> it's pretty hard to have your second childhood when you're grounded in your home. Uh, but uh, I believe, uh, uh, and I'm probably being a little too optimistic about it, but I believe that we will have a vaccine before the end of this year. Uh, I really do. There are 29 uh, candidates for that, and uh, the uh, scientific community seems to be growing in optimism that there's going to be a vaccine prior to the year-end. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping for that myself. To hear you say that makes me love you, baby. Yeah, tell me about it. So anyway, um, one of the most important things that we look at in terms of having your money last as long as you do um, is how can you lose Uh, your your money, (laughs) you know, if you want, if we want your money to last as long as you do, then we can't have you losing it all, right? So uh, part of that is making sound financial decisions. And so we want to help you uh, as much as we can to make those decisions properly. Um, You know, you can always make a bad decision and it could cost you a lot of money. So we want to help if we can. Also, um, we want to look at uh, your expenses and all those kind of things and how your spending is relative to your income and your investments. So that's another part. Inflation is certainly something we want to concern ourselves with. You know, we want to make sure that we can invest to, to beat uh, inflation to the extent that we can. Today, that's not an issue, but with the debt we're running, I suspect it may be in the future. Uh, and then, but, but all of those are important, and we look at all of them, but we believe that the most important one to protect against is bear markets. And so I want to go over with you what a bear market is. So that, uh, you know, the old thing about the, the more you know your opponent, the, the better you know your enemy, uh, the better you can prepare for that and you can, you can uh, hopefully uh, ward off the effects of that. So let's talk about uh, bear markets. So first of all, a bear market is a drop in, an, in a stock index, okay, for example, the Dow Jones or the S&P 500 index of more of at least 20% from its recent high. Okay, so whatever the recent high was, if it goes down by 20% or more, then that is considered to be a bear market. Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) And a bull market begins when the closing price gains 20% from the low. Okay, so officially the bull market hasn't begun until that happens. So it works both ways. Now, in an average bear market, and this is according to Ned Davis Research, Uh, The stocks, the stock market, the S&P, loses 36% on average in a bear market, okay? By contrast, which is interesting, stocks gain an average of 112% during a bull market, okay? Now, bear markets are relatively a normal thing. They're kind of like, you know, I don't know you guys, if anybody's old enough to remember the Roger Moore, James Bond movies. I know I am. And uh, there was a one of the episodes. I think it was Moonraker, where the bad guy, you know, you know, Bond is like impossible to kill, right? The bad guys try to kill him, and they they do all this stuff, and he finds a way to survive it all. And so the guy's up in a space uh, satellite, and uh, Bond shows up, and he looks at him, and he goes, "Mr. Bond, you reappear with the with the regularity of an unwanted season." I thought that's a really great line. So bear markets appear with the regularity of an unwanted season, okay? So they're, they're normal and you have to expect them to come in our view. Now, they tend to be short-lived, okay? So the average length is 299 days. So that's about uh, 10 months. And the average bull market uh, lasts about 1,003 days. So that's about almost three years, okay? So there's a big difference. Uh, bear markets have been less frequent since World War II. That's an interesting statistic there. Between 1928 and 1945, uh, 1945, there were 12 bear markets, or about one every 1.4 years. And in the 74 years since the, the, uh, uh, the World War ended, there have been 13, so one about every six years. Okay, so the frequency seems to have uh, slowed down. Half of the S&P's strongest days, and we talked about this on the show multiple times, occur during a bear market. The best trading days, the ones where the market is way up, huge up days, is usually during a bear market, as we saw, for example, in March, when we just went through this bear market. We had 9% up days, okay? Um, now bear markets don't necessarily forecast an economic recession, okay? You can have a bear market. There have been bear markets where there was no recession with it, okay? So that's uh, also something, they're, they're not necessarily that. Now. Number nine on my list here is assuming a 50-year investment horizon, you can expect to live through a, a 14 bear markets. So hopefully you'll live 50 years in your retirement, and uh, during that time, you'll live to be 105, 111, <laughs> and you'll have 14 bear markets. So if you're going to have 14 bear markets, 14 times when you could lose you know, 36% of your money, does that not imply that you should plan for that, and you should do something to address that? And that's our view, Okay. And so that's why we have our strategy, which we call invest and protect. And uh, it's a strategy that is designed to, you know, if the trend is not our friend, as we say, and the market looks like it's going to go way down, or we're going to experience large losses, then our strategy tells us it's time to get out and seek shelter. And uh, that's what we want to do for our clients, because we want your money to last as long as you do. And uh, that's part and parcel of how we manage our clients' money. Now, if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. We have uh, articles and videos and information about our strategy. We have uh, the ability, uh, we have videos on it as well. So I'd encourage you to do that. And then also, while you're there, uh, you can uh, sign up to visit with one of our uh, retirement planners. And uh, what we'll do if you do that is we'll sit down with you, we'll go over your entire retirement plan with you. Uh, If you're five years from retirement, we wanna help you with that. If you're already retired, we wanna help you to have your income and your uh, social security and all those kind of questions answered. And we'll do all of that for you at no charge or obligation. It is our sincere desire to help you. And if we can, that's great. And if we can't, we're gonna tell you that too. So either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. Oh, thank you, master. Wow, genie. (laughs) So take advantage of that. Go to our website, rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And this is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken (laughs) Morayf. Thank you, Jack. I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So if you are over 50, retired, or retiring soon, then guess what? We would love to help you and see if we can get you to where you want to go. And our website is rpoa.com. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 independent financial advisors actually for the eighth year year in a row to infinity and beyond and you know what uh yes i don't know if it's possible but i'd sure like to find a way (laughs) but you know as as much as i am flattered by baron's doing that i have to say that without our clients we would be absolutely nowhere and so all you clients thank you thank you thank you we so appreciate you And uh, we have two goals, as I've mentioned, we we have uh, for our clients. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. Now, if you've done a really good job of all that, then hopefully you've accumulated a massive estate. And now you want to pass it on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs in the least taxed, most cost efficient way. And that's called estate planning. So this week, uh, every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about the family limited partnership. Okay. Now, this is a vehicle that is actually quite interesting. And, of course, talk with your attorneys before you do anything. But uh, this this is a uh, – um, uh, essentially, you're creating a family business. And the, uh, and the business of this business is to run your investments for you. And it can create some benefits. I want to get into that. But first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire And, of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And, you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. And we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So this week, we're going to talk about the Family Limited Partnership. And uh, it can potentially protect you from lawsuits uh, from liability, that kind of stuff, or your investments, rather. Uh, and it also potentially could save you on estate taxes. So that ought to keep the little squirts happy. Yes. And you want happy squirts. Those greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs of yours, now you're calling them squirts on top of that, Jack? Man, we're really beating up on them this week. <laughs> squirts, greedy, unwashed, man. Anyway. So I want you to imagine, ladies and gentlemen, that you have one million dollars sitting in a bank account. All right. I'm going to go back to Austin Powers. Um, So one million dollars, which is my favorite number to use when I use examples. So it's sitting in your bank account. Now is there any question as to what that is worth? There isn't, right? It's cash. It's sitting in your bank account. So upon your death. If you were to leave this to your heirs, there'd be no question that it's worth a million dollars and it'd be taxed accordingly. So let's change the scenario. Let's take that million dollars and now let's put it inside your family business, okay, the family limited partnership. Now, the value of something is what two arm's length people can come to terms on, right? So I've got my million dollars and it's sitting in my bank account. And I come to you, and I say, I want to sell you my million dollars. Now, and normally, I'd sell it to you for a million dollars, and it'd be an even exchange, right? However, I have put it inside my family business. So let me tell you the rules of my family business, okay, before you buy this. Number one, I'm the general partner, which means I have full control over this money. I may never distribute any of it to you, Okay. Secondly, if it makes any profits, I can choose not to distribute the profits to you, but you're still going to owe taxes on it. And then if you decide to sue me and all that, you can't because of the of the legal structure over the whole thing. It's all inside this partnership thing, and I'm the general partner, and you're going to have a hard time doing that. So now that you know, and I and you may never have access to your million dollars that I just sold you this business for. So ladies and gentlemen, how many of you would say, I want to do that? I dare say Zero. So what is the value of this partnership? The value, if you apply business rules, is zero, what two people can come to terms on in terms of what it's worth. You wouldn't pay me a dime to buy into that. You'd never get your money back, and I'd controlled it all, and I got your money on top of that. So the IRS, <laughs> those guys, yes, they're not going to allow you to value this million-dollar sitting in a checking account as zero, even though by normal business rules, that would be the case, but you have negotiating power, right? And we've seen, depending on what's inside the partnership, real estate versus investments and all that, in the past, we've seen where there have been some deep discounts on the value. Okay. So it's not really worth a million dollars, but it's not worth zero. So let the negotiations begin. And potentially there's some big tax savings on that. So, yes, And, and actually very logical if I do say so myself, Mr. Spock. So, Again, family-limited partnerships are not for everybody, but it certainly can have a place in your estate planning. So um, I invite you to go to our website, rpoa.com, and while you're there, you can uh, click on meet with an advisor. Now, we're not attorneys, but we can help you to think through what's appropriate for you, and uh, uh, we'll do that for you. No charge or obligation. Also, while you're at our website, uh, if you want to visit with one of our retirement planners, that's wonderful. But at the same time, we also have a planning seminar scheduled for next week. And I encourage you to attend them. Uh, they're at no charge. They're virtual. You can, uh, uh, you can attend from the comfort of your home. And they are live. And so I think you'll enjoy them. And you'll be uh, edified and educated and entertained all in one package. Oh, dear. That's too wonderful to be true. Well, it isn't too wonderful to be true, Dorothy, because it is true. <laughs> Somebody talk to her, okay? I don't think she's got uh, she's got it all going on. Anyway, so our website is rpoa.com and uh, everything retirement planning that we can think of, we put there to help you, all right? So retirementplannersofamerica.com. Well, you know what? This show is over already. I cannot believe how fast it has gone. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody course It's home in the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.